What is this? It's the Brazilian national anthem on a Casio keyboard. That is funny. The Brazilian national anthem. Did they play that before every Brazilian? Uh, yes, to cover up the screens. Oh, <laughs> uh, listen to that Casio keyboard. It's so good. Well, some of you may not understand why we're playing that. Maybe we should get our guest to explain why we are playing that. Ladies and gentlemen, Jennifer O'Neill, actress, cover girl, model, author, speaker, and friend of Kathy Lee Gifford. We'll just leave it there. Jennifer, why are we playing that song? I have no idea. Yeah, I think it's the Brazilian anthem. Yes. Am I correct? Yes, it is. Well done, I was Jennifer O'Neill. I in Rio, and I have been undulating ever since. Wow. came to the States when I was one year old, but I've just always been um, really proud of the fact that I had that heritage. Um, I'm sorry about all the undulation you've been experiencing. Is there medicine for that? A pill or something? <laughs> I've been looking for it all my life. <laughs> Until I find Jesus, of course. Of and course. Everything was fine. And nobody needs pills after that. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer, no. how was your... No, I, there, there is, I'm sorry, I have to clarify. That sounded very rude. What? Um, well, Brazilian music has beautiful rhythm to it. And um, although my mother was English and my father was Spanish and Irish, I was born in Rio de Janeiro and happy to have done so. Sure. No, no. You were not rude at all. Stop it. This is Canada. We're not that sensitive. <laughs> well, I heard your intro, so I think I'm right in line. <laughs> uh, Jennifer, how was your ride this morning? Well, actually, as it turned out, we got canceled out because of weather. Oh, so okay. um, I've just been sitting with bated breath, <clears throat> breath waiting to uh, talk to you and working along on my projects. Well, one project you told me about recently when we spoke last week was um, you're going to have something to do. As I, I believe, are you directing a new a new uh, film? I am actually, and that's what I was working on all morning um, to direct a feature film. I've directed commercials and shorts, and I've been in over 35 feature films. But it is a different egg to direct it. I've written many scripts. And I'm just honored beyond honored to have been asked to direct the feature film Roe versus Wade to finally get out the truth about the Supreme Court judgment of or passing of um, legalized abortion. I've worked in the pro-life area for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And um, to be asked to do this and sort of corral over 35 actors, starting with John Boyd and Stephen Baldwin. Uh, it's a big cast. It's a big project. And I would ask, even though we're just starting, each and every one of your listeners to pray for this project because there are two others coming out at the same time for pro-choice. Um, and and the, the battle is on, and it's uh, spiritual warfare, and the truth needs to be known, and we want to make a movie that is not Bible-thumping, but the truth from God's perspective and what happened in the climate during the time in the 70s with Vietnam, with women's rights, with Betty Friedan, with Gloria Steinem, everything else, just to be uh, make the point to the, especially the younger generation who are losing or who have lost one-third of their generation to abortion. Wow. Wow. That's a big number. You know, um, I, I don't know how to word this. 
I have a, I, my brain kind of explodes when it comes to this issue for a couple of reasons. One is, you know, the, the United States of America, the Christians, the right wing, the whatever, the evangelical, you know, you guys are sort of have been known over the years to sort of be a some would say a, a two-trick pony, like the two things that you got really wound up about are abortion and gays, abortion and gays, and abortion and gays. And, and in my world, um, I have, when it comes to, <laughs> how are we going here so quickly in this interview? When it comes to the gay stuff, as I put parentheses around. Let's go. Let's go. When it comes to the gay stuff, um, and I use that in parentheses, I get asked, when I get interviewed on other, sh- other shows, you know, they know I have a God show and they say, they want me to say Somewhat like Larry King would ask uh, these sorts of sort of questions. So you're into Jesus, are you? Okay, what do you think about gays? And <laughs> what they inevitably want you to say is, well, I can't stand the gays, and they're, they're breaking God's heart, and they're oh, disobeying. Okay. absolutely. Right, but, but here's the thing. My answer to this, I, I say this. I'm not gay. I'm straight. And I, for me to, to say that I understand uh, doesn't make sense to me. Uh, so uh, I... I really don't know. I just don't know. And I know that there's scripture that talks about, okay, I get that. Um, but on, I, I didn't really kind of care until I started falling in love with, with friends. And, I, and then all of a sudden I knew, you know, they were gay. And until someone in your life goes through it, boy, you just don't, right? Until it's in yeah. your own backyard. Now, as an adopted kid... I yeah, could have. We I, have a lot, to, Drew. We have so much to talk about. I can't even tell you. I know. I, go ahead. I know. So, as an adopted Your kid, show, I won't cut in. <laughs> as an adopted kid, um, I'm thankful that I wasn't aborted. Very thankful. Exactly. And exactly. I thank my birth mom for that, and and uh, it's a beautiful thing. Oh, they're they're my heroes. Yeah. Birth moms, birth individuals, parents. There are two sides to the abortion story, but. Would, would you allow me to get back to the gay issue really quickly? Uh, I, 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 in trepidation, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, because you went from one to the other. Yeah. And um, my yardstick is the Bible. Yeah. And it's just really simple. I have had the best friends, most talented, amazing people who happen to be gay. Uh, we are all sinners uh, according to the Word of God. So, you know, the yardstick... To repeat is the word of God, and that's not in there. Um, it's not for me to judge, but I have an opinion. I, ha- I bear his opinion on it. Yeah. Uh, as the people I've known over the years before I came to Christ, late at 38 years old, and I'm about to be 70, um, and many, 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 and still do friends. It, it's not for me to judge, but but. Drew, what what God says about the issue is very clear, uh, and, and and what He says about abortion is very clear, and how we are to comport ourselves is very clear, and we all fall short, obviously, of the glory of God, which is what grace is about, and that's what all uh, we are under. If we read the Bible in the New Testament, that we are under, which is not a license. To do whatever we want, but it is a willingness to align with God's word. Mm-hmm. So that's that's um, what I predicate everything on. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, oh my goodness! What's fun? What's, a, what's that? <laughs> I said, "What fun? Let's uh, talk about abortion." No, oh, I know. <laughs> seriously, hey, pass the turkey, please. You know. Um, all right, I want to. 
I want to talk about your book, Surviving Myself, and and I, specifically, I want to talk about this anecdote. Did you really send the book to Elizabeth Taylor, who then called you and said, we both have a lot in common, we didn't date men, we married them, and we're both hard to kill? Yes, and I think uh, I left out one thing. We we both married everyone. <laughs> that might have been left out in married the quote. Yeah, yeah. But uh, there's something really unique about being in the industry that Kathy Lee and I are in. You know, Kathy Lee could reach out to anyone, and she's such a dear, amazing... Um, I don't even know how to describe this woman because she's got one foot in the world, meaning that she's she- on the Today Show every day being gracious and lovely and never has crossed uh, the line with with her faith. Uh, I remember when I first wrote Surviving Myself, and believe it or not, most people are not asked to, to redo their autobiographies, and I was kind of stunned when Word Werner Curb asked me to update it. Um, but it was a very appropriate title for my life. And I went on a slew of talk shows and uh, from Rose O'Donnell to whomever. And, and Kathy Lee was, the, and it was when she was with Regis, and she was the first one. I was having a horrible time because I would literally walk down to get on the show, and the producers would say to me specifically, you cannot say Jesus on this show. Come on. Really? I'm not exaggerating. Now, this was 15, 16 years ago when I left Hollywood, quote-unquote. I was blackballed because 30 years ago I came to my faith, and I was pretty pretty outspoken about it, and I had this incredible pastor who wisely advised me to zip my lip until I learned a little bit more because I was on fire for the Lord. (laughs) But I was put on Maury Povich and different shows, and he said, Jen, I know that you're not a child, and you're 38 years old, and you've been baptized, and you, you're in love with the Lord, but you're a baby in Christ. You're on milk. Take five years and study the Word before you get out there and talk about it. Well, I took 10, and I moved to Nashville, and I've been um, honored to be able to speak with groups like Women of Faith and yeah. so forth. But to get back to the round, the, 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 the center of trying to just align our lives with the Word of God, uh, if, you're, if, if your audience is not, are not uh, having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, oh my gosh, there is so much for you. Um, and I'm not here to preach. I'm here to answer, and I've already gone off track. So forgive me. Uh, no, to, no. Just, um, it's all point good. me in the right direction. It's all good. Uh, you know, you go, girl, as they say. Um, he, here's the thing. So when it comes to Kathy, let's talk about Kathleen just for a second. She is such an irreverent woman of grace. Yep. Uh, she yep. has got, she's got testicular fortitude. <laughs> she has got class. She has got uh, a, a, an, an authentic faith. And she errs on the side of grace with almost every contentious issue or apparently contentious. And she's yeah. as, re, as real a deal yeah. as you could have. And not only that, she's plugged into the wall socket. Yeah. Uh, Which is why her hair is so curly. That she has. Um, she and I are going to be, she's producing Helen Glade, and we can talk about that. That's um, my equine-assisted therapy for the military uh, programs and um, retreats for the military with horses 
and that's what I've been doing a lot of uh, in the last since 2010. But Kathy Lee was that first forerunner that kept saying and and poked. That's where I was. She poked the issue. She said, "What, well, but Jen, what happened?" And I had been so beaten down through the week of saying, "You can't say this." And I just said, I found my faith in Jesus Christ, and it changed my life, and this is why I've written this very um, revealing, the truth will set you free book that just has everything but the kitchen sink in it. Mm. But the purpose, and the reason I sent it to Elizabeth Taylor, um, because we have connections of just being in the same industry, I didn't know her personally, but I wanted her to, to know about Jesus, and she's... She died a while ago, and I hope I see her in heaven, because all we need to do in knowing Him is set the seed, and it's up to the Holy Spirit. That's the biggest issue that people have sometimes in in their trepidations of talking about Jesus Christ is, am I going to be rejected? How do I finish this out? No, God tells us in His Word, all you have to say very simply is the truth, and the rest is up to the Holy Spirit. Man, you are, and I mean this in the absolutely best of way, you are a piece of work. You really are. You have so <laughs> many layers to you. It is so, okay, so hold on. Modeling at 15, work with John Wayne at Rio Lobos, broke your neck and your back, nine miscarriages, domestic violence, sexual abuse of your daughter. You, you aborted a child yourself because the man you were with, you were excited about the Burton, but your man you were with just, nope, that's not happening. Nope, uh, that's not happening. Yeah. That needs to be in order. It was well before I knew the Lord. It was well before I knew God's Word on it. I yeah. was literally told by the my physician, my physical doctor, that I was just clearing, uh, carrying a cluster of cells and a blob of tissue, and with the advent of, of the ultrasound, we know that's not true. So then they're done that, and God, Romans eight twenty eight uses all things in our insanity and in surviving ourselves to His glory if we want to serve Him. Yeah, apparently nothing can separate us from the love of God, including uh, abortion. True story? Exactly, exactly. Okay. Um, so with all that stuff that went down in your world, no wonder you moved to Nashville. You could write country music for the rest of your life. That's amazing. <laughs> well, actually, I, you know, I always have a wild hair, and I always want to do something. You tell me I can't do it. <laughs> I remember going on the Johnny Carson show and trying to sing for the first time because I had a wild hair, and it was pathetic so um, hold on you were trying you you thought you could sing because you had wild hair i had a wild hair there's a oh i get term. it i, I had an it. idea you tell me i can't do something i'll hit it okay. somewhere got it got um, it <laughs> but it, but but that's all in my book and they're funny stories and crazy stories of moving through life in that in that that teeming insanity of hollywood and somehow somehow through God's grace, I'm still breathing, talking. He saved me more times than I even can recognize. Yeah. I've almost died four times. And, you know, I am a soap operatic freight train. <laughs> but God is amazing, awesome, uh, and always faithful. You know who I think, well, I don't know, maybe you guys could be really tight as friends because you have similar kind of trajectory things in your world and your life. Do you ever hang out with Diane Cannon? I did a film with Diane. Yeah. 
And and then and then the girl started jumping on a small trampoline, and she's about three inches wide. <laughs> and we are we we have met I think the last time through media uh, in Christ, and she, she and I both were not believers when we worked together. Yeah. So it's always nice to meet a sister in Christ. I'll see her forever in heaven. She's lovely and amazing. Well, I. I have spent some time with Diane uh, over the years. I've been down to her place, and uh, uh, you know, I just think you guys would have wild conversations. That's for well, sure. We we always do. Send her my love. Um, I miss her. There are many, there are many people, and I can't name them right off, so don't put me on the spot. That I've worked with that didn't know the Lord and have come to the Lord. One comes to mind, Chuck Norris. Another is Diane Cannon. Um, so there aren't a whole lot of us in Hollywood, but we're growing, and we have a growing presence in the incredible power of media uh, in that arena. So get, getting back to the Roe versus Way feature film with John Voight and Stephen Baldwin, and these are just starters of actors, um, we need to use the, the, the whipping stick, the power stick, the truth, um, through media, and that's what you do every day, my friend, and that's why I'm so honored to be on your show, um, through film, through television, because uh, I'm going to be bold right now. Uh-oh. Can I be bold right you, now? Like you haven't been? <laughs> oh, can I be more bold? Go for it. On the uh, Okay, all right. It, it, it's on um, the homosexual issue. You know, in Canada, you know, in Canada, people go to prison for saying bad stuff about homosexuality. Eh? Did you know I'm that? I'm not saying bad anything about <laughs> any of that. Okay. I'm, I'm I'm stating a fact. Yeah. Stating a fact because I have uh, probably more friends through the years that were the, as I said before, the most creative, amazing, awesome, stick one couple to longer marriages, blah blah blah, than anything. And then we know the God, God's word on it. But here's what God allows me to say, and He just, the Holy Spirit just told me this, so I don't want to sound odd. I just want to make a point of unity. And that is that the gay community represents at the outside 3%, and I know you're in Canada, so I don't know what your percentages are, but in the United States, on the outside, 3% of our populace. And yet they wield the biggest stick. If you look at TV, you look at movies, you look at how many, how, how, their message, and, and their message is so powerful using the media and all these other elements. And why is that? Because they have one message. And I implore your audience to just understand beyond denominational issues, uh, no matter where we stand, denomination issues are non-important. The issues of God and the Bible, let's just get back to the Bible. If we were to come together in the United States, according to the census, over 75% are Christian, and yet we never stand together for anything, for life, for the basic tenets of what, what, what God is saying in the Bible. So I'm only making a comparison of 3% and how they have one message, 
which is this is how I am and that's okay and I'm going to, you know, do that. And that's not inflammatory. I don't mean that that way. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about the power of unity. Yep. God wants us together to come together as a modern-day Gideon's Bible. He wants his believers, not one by one, not two by two, but all of us in all the denominations across the boundaries uh, of, of the countries to come together under one umbrella. I'm assuming you believe that, too, and that's Jesus Christ. Jennifer O'Neill on the line with us. Uh, she is an actress. She is a cover girl model. She is an author. She's a speaker. She is a director. She is so much more than Summer of 42. Let me tell you that right there, kids. Um, can you do me a favor, just before we say goodbye here, because this time just flew by, I want you to, uh, to use a few words, just a few words, to describe a couple of people that you've you've uh, worked with over the years. Ready? Uh, work with film-wise, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. faith-wise? No, no, no. Um, so, so how would you... No, hold on. This is what I'm asking. Like, if Give me a few words, just a few words, to describe Johnny Carson. Oh, Johnny and Ed McMahon were fabulous. Um, I've, I've done all the talk shows years gone past mm-hmm. and um, worked with John Wayne and Robert Duvall and Donald Sutherland and um, worked all, all around 35 films plus around the world. Uh, I had the delight to be uh, study under the um, tutelage of Visconti in his last film with Giancarlo Giannini. Um, so as far as uh, cinema goes, I, well before I came even to Nashville, had um, quite a career. It was never my focus, I have to say this. It was never my focus. Uh, of course, I wanted to win Academy Awards and so forth, but my most important focus was to be married and and have children. And so just given the opening remarks here, I just want to say to end that in all more marriages than Elizabeth Taylor, I have managed to be married to my present husband, Mervyn Luke, in Nashville. He said I had to come here to find him, and we have been married for 22 years. Good for you. So for you. under God's umbrella. Yeah, beautiful. JenniferO'Neill.com, two L's. Jennifer O'Neill. Oh, by the way, the L's are on O'Neill, not Jennifer. JenniferO'Neill.com uh, is the website. And uh, Jennifer, I think the first time you were on our show was maybe back in 2004. Four so long ago. I know, ago. too long ago. We need to make a regular um, cycle. Well, next time I'm down yeah. down your neck of the woods, I'm gonna I'm gonna knock on your door. I remember uh, I had um, Winona Judd on the show and Naomi, and uh, boy, they've got a beautiful spread out there in Leapers Fork. And um, they do, they do. And I'm hoping your place is just as nice. Better be nice, Jennifer. Well, if I'm... I mean, there are things to aspire to. <laughs> But we're, but you know, our um, hope and healing at Hill and Glade has served over 2,400 uh, service members, veterans, and first responders and their families since 2010 with equine assisted therapy and programs. So I'm proud of it. We have a small hoof print here. It's only about seven, uh, ten acres, but um, but we're serving a lot of people. So we're moving forward and your best friend Kathy Lee um, donated putting up the covered ground pan so we can work all year round. Wow. Wow. You are a gem. What a pleasure to chat with you again, Jennifer. Thank you for your time. 
so much fun. Thank you for having me. I'm honored, and let's do it sooner than later. Thank you. Jennifer O'Neill. Take care. Bye-bye. God bless.